Good morning. Today is Tuesday, May 12th, 2020. My name is Keith, and I am one of the pastors at Greenacres Baptist Church in Athens, Georgia. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. Well, continuing through First Peter, we are at First Peter chapter 3 now. I'm going to read just the first 12 verses. It says, Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives, when they see the purity and reverence of our lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy woman of the past, who put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord. He, uh, you are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives, and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you in the gracious gift of life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For, and he's quoting Psalm 34 here, it says, Whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So Peter is continuing to help give explanation to what uh, what it means to live new lives in Christ. He's comparing it here a little bit to even the Psalms' understanding of the good life or uh, what that would mean for them, the good life, is is the life in Christ now. It's this new resurrected new life that Christ is offering. There's a lot in these verses here. Um, there's, you know, if, if you've been around Baptist churches for any length of time, you know, sometimes there can be a lot of weeds in these verses too, and I, I don't I don't really want to get into any of that. Um, but keep in mind that we have we are moving into the main body of Peter's letter here where he is encouraging the Christians to whom he is writing to stay faithful to the teachings of Jesus, even in the midst of persecution. And that's the kind of the context that they're in, the persecution. Peter has used so many great metaphors and word pictures to help us understand our identity, who we are in the previous verses, but then we are reminded that we are these things in exile. So we're husbands and we're Wives, and we're 
well, I'm not a wife, but you may be a wife listening, but we are partners in marriage and we are friends and we are business partners and we're whatever, but we're all of these things in exile. And the people that we may be in close relationship even may not be believers. They may not be on this journey of following Jesus along with us, or they may be at different spots of that journey. And Peter here is reminding us of that fact a little bit, that we are, we are the people of God, we are the sojourners and we're the strangers, but we are people who are being made whole in a world that is still broken. And there's a lot of tension that comes there in that dynamic. And we respond to this deep brokenness in the world, often seen in the most intimate relationships that we have. We respond to it as an opportunity to live out Christ's teachings of radical love and self-sacrificing service. We as Christians have been liberated from the slavery of sin, the world, and the Satan himself in order to love those who persecute us. That's the backwards, upside-down nature of the kingdom of God, so different than how we naturally would think. And as Christians, we need to remember that our king is a different kind of ruler than the rulers of this world, and our way of living is just a different way of living. Our standard of success, what it means to live a good life, is totally different than what you would hear anywhere else. As people who are different, we shouldn't be surprised when those around us don't understand and, and we maybe even face some sort of persecution for it on whatever level. And what I, what I think is worth pointing out more than anything is, is Jesus' words to love and serve those who persecute us, to love and serve those who we are intimately connected with in our relationships, regardless of their standing, regardless of whether they're following Jesus or not. As a follower of Jesus yourself, your call is to love and to serve those around you. And this is the same new way of living, a radically different way of living that Jesus talked about in his teachings. Being a follower of Jesus means that we follow his teachings to be an act like radically different people. Our values, our love, peace, and service, and humbleness, values like that, to love God and our neighbors ultimately— not trying to be the loudest voice or the most powerful person in the room or even the most important figure in a relationship. It's actually in this way of living that others will come to know Jesus through us. So let me pray. Father, again, we come to you this morning and we thank you and we praise you for showing us what it means to live well, to live new lives. Thank you for offering us this new life in Christ, for making it possible to be reconciled with you. We praise you for the goodness that you've shown us in yourself and who you are. Please bless us now as we go out today. Help us to live as hard as it is and as radical as it is to live with this type of love and peace towards our neighbor that you're calling us into. And in some way, Lord, help our neighbors to see you through us as a result. Help us to remember that we are strangers in this land, that we are being made whole, but the world is still broken. And in that tension, we ask that you come quickly. We ask that you return and make all things new like you promised. Bless us now. 
name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.